You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Hi, I'm Steve Benton, and I'm Vice President of Anomaly Threats Research at Anomaly. <laughs> I think I wanted to be a rock star when I was growing up, but um, unfortunately that couldn't happen. I do remember, however, uh, my first experience in seeing a computer. It was a computer that you built yourself and had 1K of memory in it. And it was a friend of my brother's brought it round to our house. We had to sit it on a metal tray because it got so hot um, when it was, was plugged in. And I just remember um, writing a program that moved the dots across the screen and thinking, that's just incredible. And that just began kind of a, a love for technology. And really, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life until I got my fingers on a keyboard. And um, I don't know, it was love. I talked about being a rock star. You kind of realize I was a bit of a, a rebel um, as, as a teenager. So what I used to do was sneak into the computer room before class. And I used to put little program bombs onto the computer so they would randomly kick off during class, making stupid noises out of the sound chip, which I got thrown out of the class uh, for doing because I wasn't taking the, the subject seriously enough. So I actually studied myself through the curriculum, uh, submitted my end of year uh, project, etc., and came out with a straight A. Um, and my computer science teacher said, there is no justice in this world. And he's right, there, there really isn't. I think that underlined my, my actual passion that I would be committed enough to study myself, um, even as a rebellious youth, um, in order to get the qualification I cared about. Well, I studied um, information technology at Queen's University, a very interesting degree because it was a mixture of um, computer science and software engineering, along with electrical engineering. So I came out of there as a software engineer. Um, and I joined British Telecommunications uh, in their research labs, uh, writing real-time software. So the first thing I wrote actually was a telephone banking ap application, which allowed people to interact with their bank accounts using speech. Um, and that was a real sort of groundbreaking pilot uh, piece of technology that, that we were doing with a large bank uh, here in the UK. So I started as a software engineer. I then moved into sort of software design and then moved on into delivery management. Um, and then, interestingly, the whole dot-com boom kicked off. And at that time, organizations wanted to be an internet service provider, an ISP, because it gave them intimacy uh, with, with their customer base. I sort of realized that so much of what we were doing as individuals was now going online. And it wasn't long before I rubbed shoulders with cybersecurity people. 
And then I got really interested in the whole aspects of cybersecurity and how, you know, what was a great benefit to society could be used for criminality or worse. And just wanting to be part of how do we protect ourselves better? How do we continue to have the benefits of getting more and more involved in this digital world, uh, but not at, at the risk to ourselves or the risk of society uh, and how to be on, on, the, on the side of the good guys. What takes up a lot of my time is looking at the vast swathes of intelligence uh, that, that are out there, because what I recognized in my role uh, at BT, where I was chief security officer, was that knowing the enemy, as well as you need to know yourself, was absolutely fundamental. And so as I came off that operational role uh, with BT and joined Anomaly, I did it for the, for the sake of how do we get the right intelligence into the hands of more people? Uh, so that they can understand uh, what they're up against. So a typical day for me is looking at the intelligence that we're bringing in, mixing it, as it were, because I think of a slight like DJs with a set of headphones on, creating the right kind of mixes of intelligence for our clients. So it's a very exciting place, uh, to be honest, um, as you're looking at how to really accelerate the ability for organizations to keep pace with the security threats and know that they've actually got the grip on their security posture and are doing their very, very best to protect their organizations. You have to handle adversity in the same way you handle success. Both of these things are things to, to learn from. Now, in the midst of the adversity, those can be very hard hours uh, to, to, to put in. Uh, but I think is that's where you know what you've built in terms of a team in terms of everybody looking out for one another is really important. And sometimes, you know, we'd be in extremely stressful situations where there's bad things happening, but you're not yet clear on the full extent and the pressure is growing and growing. And at the end of the day, you may not come out 100% clean on this. There is going to be some level of harm. Uh, what you've got to focus on and what you can do, what you can control, and you know, be open with your communication so you're bringing people with you on the journey. And I think that kind of honesty and, and you know, indicating to everyone that you're going to communicate clearly and honestly means that people enlist with you, recognizing that we are all in, in this together and we will come all come out of this together. And that's the best way to come through adversity, not on your own, but with a team um, and with a wider organization that knows that team is doing the very best they can do. I am very much a supportive leader. Um, I think greatness comes from a team that's comfortable with one another. Uh, that's a team that knows that whether uh, we succeed or fail, we learn equally from both. And that nobody comes to work in order to do something wrong. Everyone comes to work to give of their best. And that's all I ever ask of, of my team is we come in each day to do our best. Uh, we'll learn every step of the way. And my role as a leader is to ensure that my people have everything they need in order to do a great job and go home each day feeling good about what they've done and looking forward to the next day. I would like people to look back that I made a difference uh, in the way that we approached security in achieving the grip on the threat landscape and the grip on our security posture, that uh, working with me was a place that you could innovate, that you could think of new ways to do things, and uh, you would find that you had a leader that would support you to, to, to do so. 
And what I do find about our community here in security is we do build those long-term friendships. You build friendships through adversity, uh, through the hard times and the good times. So I know that when I do, you know, hang up my hat, hang up my boots, whatever way you want to put it, I will have friendships that will last well beyond that. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then, you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills, all using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. <laughs> 